this is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Well, hi, I'm Michelle Stanley, and along here I'm with my dear friend Emily Gaminette, and we are both authors and speakers, mm-hmm. and we also work in women's ministry. We really, um, our goal with our writing is to really help women and mothers in their vocation and in their um, duties as wives and mothers to really embrace their their faith and to move forward in uh, living out an authentic relationship with Christ in their in their life. Hi, I'm Emily Jaminette. Um, as Michelle mentioned, we're both mothers. Mm-hmm. I have seven children and Michelle has four. And one thing we found is that um, Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. Mm-hmm. So we really like that imagery that in this culture, you can be a little bit overwhelmed by all the duties and things you want to do and changing and bringing Christ to other people. So we really feel strongly that when we work together in that two-by-two understanding of the gospel that he, Christ, can do so many great things. So um, I'm involved in a mother's local um, ministry on our Catholic radio, A Mother's Moment, which plays every day a, a word of encouragement. Michelle and I work on the ministry team and we volunteered a lot of different ministries over the course of 15 years. So one thing we found is just the importance of sharing the importance of Catholic friendship and God's mercy for everyone. Now, I, I've read your book, the, the Friendship Project, and I think it's great that you talk about all these, uh, these, these relationships and this friendship in particular. And I believe uh, you guys have been friends for a very long time, right? Yes, we've been blessed to be friends for almost 20 years. Emily and I actually met in college. We joined what is kind of similar to like a sorority, but it's Christian-based, faith-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we grew um, together. Our friendship uh, grew after even after college. Mm-hmm. I moved here to Columbus, Ohio, because I actually met my husband, Matt, at Emily's wedding. Uh, it was kind of funny. He had been helping Emily prepare the program for her wedding, and she jokingly told him she was going to find him a good wife. And uh, sure enough, uh, that at the wedding at the after party, I, I met him in her parents' backyard at the after party. And we continue to have this, this beautiful friendship. And like Emily said, we've been working together in ministries for our whole life. So it's been such a blessing to um, work together. And one of our favorite things um, Emily's going to share about is when we had babies together. We actually had a baby on the same day. We both had babies on June 8th in 2011. And that is National Best Friend Day here, well, in America and, and all around. So the idea to the Lord, to us, was like, wow, we're even having these babies, which were due three weeks apart on the same day. The next day after they were born, we were in the hospital and we, um, the the Eucharistic minister came and brought us the Eucharist. And we realized that God had a special, you know, he was showing us how special our friendship was. And when you come together as spiritual friends, you can do so much for the kingdom of God. So we wanted to share that in the Friendship Project book with other people about how these type of friendships are special and they can really help you grow in your love for God. What exactly is a Christian friendship anyway, or a spiritual friend? You know, why is this so much more important than having secular friends or uh, non-Christian friends? Well, the importance and the you know the reality of a spiritual friendship is that it points towards God. You can have lots of different levels of friendship. You can kind of start with these friendships of utility, where you're you know getting a good or service for someone, and then you can have these friends of pleasure, 
where mm-hmm. those are friends that you, you know, enjoy their company and you have a good time with them. And then mm-hmm. you have friends of and those are friends that are helping you to be a better person. But spiritual friends want to help you grow towards God and grow in your relationship with God. So we know this is very, very important in our walk as Christians because being a Christian in this world is not easy. We live in an era that it is, it's not an easy walk, you know, dangerous and difficult path. So it is really imperative that you have someone who is going to help you along on that journey. And, you know, we read in scripture how it is easier if you have an ecclesiastes to hold one another up as we walk on this journey. So if two are better than one. And with that, we can hold each other's hand and pull each other up towards God. And we can be that mentor and that light and that help for our friends as they're growing in their faith. And they're, you know, you, we stumble and fall many times in our journey and our faith life. So by having somebody who is going along that journey alongside with you, they can help you in this walk and help you really. The goal of these beautiful spiritual friendships is that we get to be in heaven together with our friends. How would you um, identify uh, a good Christian friend, because there are lots of people who are Christians. So, how would you identify a good Christian friend? Well, that's a great question because um, it is confusing. And I think about in Matthew seven thirteen, it says, "By the fruits you will know them." Mm-hmm. So, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to look at your friends and you know not judge them based on their imperfections, but look at the good in them, look at the fruits of their life, and you know ask the Lord to bring you these type of friendships. So, you're going to bring these friendships to prayer. You're going to kind of look at their life and if they were even capable of friendship. And one of the things we talk about in our book, The Friendship Project, are virtues. You know, and when you grow in virtue and you, you grow in these beautiful habits and dispositions of, you know, and allow yourself to be changed and allow these virtues to transform you, such as loyalty and generosity and charity and faith and hope and allow those virtues to help you and then encourage your friends to grow in these virtues you will begin to experience the blessing of spiritual friendship. So in our book, we talk about these eight particular virtues that we think are important for Christian spiritual friendship, and that's faith and hope and love, prudence, gratitude, loyalty, generosity, and prayerfulness. So these are specific virtues that when you embody these and live these out with inspiration to want to every day improve, God um, can really help transform friendships and make them this spiritual friendship. There are lots of people who end up being friends and then you realize that uh, they're steering you away from, from God. Do you take it up as a project that, okay, I'm going to help this person change or, or do you just let go of these friends? You know, I think that's a great question because we do all have friends that maybe aren't necessarily bringing us closer to God. But one thing we definitely encourage in our book is a lot of deepening and developing I you know, these friendships. So first, prayer. I believe and I know the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts and help us to see what is healthy for us and what is good for us. And it is always healthy and, and okay to pray for our friends, but it's not necessarily always healthy to interact with people that aren't bringing us closer to God. And the patron saint of friendship is St. John Cross. He, you know, he's a great person to specifically pray to for friendship. Emily said, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, who do you want me to be friends with? And have them to help that part of the thing we talk about is prudence. And that's in, in making a discerning decision about who you're spending your time with. So maybe if your friends are wanting you to, to take you out to the bars and party and, and you know that this is taking you away from your faith, then maybe those aren't the type of people that you need to be spending a lot of time with. That maybe you can 
go to coffee with a friend like that and talk about things and have a relationship, but it, you need to develop and spend more of your time on these friendships that are going to help you to go closer to God. And those are the ones you should really focus on and have those be of more importance in your life. But we all have that aren't Christian or, uh, you know, or don't, you know, even believe in God. They can be. But, you know, we also have to remember we have to love everyone, right? We, Jesus calls us to love everyone, but only form friendship with those who share virtuous things with you. And that's a quote from um, a Saint, St. Francis de Sales, because he says, the higher the virtues you share in exchange with others, the more perfect your friendship will be. So how does one go about looking for or making these friends? Because I know in your first chapter, you've got like eight points and, you know, where do you start looking for them? So tell people, how do you go about looking for these friends or meeting them? We talk about in the book the idea of friendship writing. So I'm a lot, I'm sure your listeners feel the same way. We live in a very fast-paced culture where we're inundated with media and social media and technology, but it's really important to actually cultivate friendship and spend time with our friends. So the first thing we recommend is Friendship Friday. One day a week specifically, you not only pray for your friends, but you interact with your friends. So sending, you know, messages to them and encouraging them, calling your friends, having coffee with your friends, you know, meeting for mass with your friends. That's really a great way to start forming these spiritual friendships is when you come together and, you know, go to mass or adoration or form a Bible study or a faith sharing group with a group of women that can really encourage you. So some very practical things, but when you come together and spend time together, such as thinking about your relationships on Friendship Friday, you'll really see that um, God can use that one-on-one FaceTime and that encouragement to to develop friendship. Another thing we recommend is, as Emily mentioned, doing these small faith sharing groups. So getting into these small, close-knit groups of men or women, or you can do, or you can even have combined groups, um, doing scripture studies together. It's a great way. Emily and I have been in um, Bible study groups for over 10 years together. So we pick a different study and we read the scriptures together and answer questions and have some fellowship together. And that is one thing we made the Friendship Project book actually a group study because we know how important these are. So right inside our book, we included a study guide. So all you have to do when you want to have a group is you get the book for everyone and the study guides included. So you read the book together, you come together. We also created great free videos online at our website, thefriendshipprojectbook.com. So the group can watch a little video about, teach a little bit about the virtue. And then we have a guest each time who is the featured friend of the chapter. So you get to hear a little bit about their story and their life and their experience with friendship. And then um, they can go to the back of the book and read the study guide questions together. So this is really great in fostering friendships. People are getting to know each other in these small groups. And then we encourage the groups to pray together because this is really where that deepening of faith goes. Going around and sharing your prayer intentions is a great way when you're with this small group and you really get to learn what's on each other's hearts. And then we have them go through a scripture verse together and just pray over that scripture verse and see what the Lord is saying to them and to share that together. So those are just some very simple ways of developing these friendships. And we have to talk about, you know, volunteering and doing good works together with your friends. This is something, um, our first book was called Divine Mercy for Moms. And we talk about um, works of mercy and that going out and working in the soup kitchens and feeding the sick and clothing the naked and all those things we talk about in the book of Matthew. And when you do those type of things with your friends, those are also really strengthening things. And what our, our friendships should be doing 
doing is pointing us towards doing good deeds for others. I mean, there are lots of people who today invest in online friendships and they will probably tell you that they have 1,000 or more friends online. Would this be a good thing or would you suggest being uh, interacting in person or meeting in person would be much better in terms of, of uh, developing a, uh, a Christian friendship. I'm so glad you brought up the wave of technology because in the last 20 years, our relationships have changed dramatically. Like you said, we can access, you know, friends from our very beginning of our childhood to workers all at the same time in the, the hit of a button, right? With with social media. So these 1,000 friends, I hate to tell your listeners, are not your true best friends. <laughs> Maybe two of them. They, they do like you, but they don't really know you. And you don't really know them because a lot of the things they're presenting or we're presenting is one dimensional. They, you know, you don't really get to see what's on the other side. You, you don't really know the rest of the story. Everything looks so perfect in these, these posts and how people present their lives. So when we get together in face sharing groups, you know, and, and there's a lot of good. Let me just finish by saying, yes, there's a lot of good that can come through your social media and you can use it to evangelize, such as sharing, you know, about some of the, the beautiful experiences in your city. We use a lot of social media to promote our women's conference and a lot of people will come because they say, I saw that picture last year and it, it looked inviting and I want to you know, see what it's about. But our everything should point to Jesus and an authentic relationship. So with that in mind, you know, maybe out of those thousand friends, you might have 20 potential really good face sharing friends that can really support you. So yes, you might have a lot of people praying for you around the world if you ask for prayers. But when you come together in person and really develop that relationship, you you receive such a richer experience of um, faith-filled friendships and this, this spiritual friendship. And one thing I would give as an example to people is sometimes I might sit in the evening and for an hour and waste it on Facebook, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I've probably read, right, two or 300 people what they had for breakfast that day or <laughs> what they wore to work or that type of thing, but I didn't get anything deep and meaningful out of that hour. But instead, if I had picked up the phone and called a friend or met a friend for coffee or said, hey, let's meet up for church, let's go pray together, there was so much more that I would gather from that relationship and from that time bent with a real person than just trolling around on, on social media. So as Emily said, there are good things out of social media. I have friends that I sometimes, you know, have just have met over social media and I've developed a real true relationship and they're good people and helping me grow in my spiritual journey. But they can't compare with like my relationship with Emily, who I'm working every day with and spending time with every day in, in real person. And that's a, a deeper level of friendship. But it is can be a good tool, our social media. But we always want to go to that real, real relationship and authentic relationship in the in meeting with the real person. So basically, when I uh, read your book, uh, th- there was a line that I liked really. Uh, it was good friends teaches what it means to be fully alive. And um, I, I really like that uh, statement because it, it jars you out of your, uh, you know, your humdrum existence into uh, understanding what a good friendship can do to you. So what is my responsibility if I'm a, a, a spiritual friend? What is my responsibility as a friend instead of expecting from the other? What should be my role then? First and foremost, the reason why we call the book The Friendship Project is because it is just as much about you growing in virtue and in holiness as it is looking for that towards your friend, right? It's not just about me looking for these perfect people that really don't exist. No one is perfect, right? We're all full of imperfection. But we want to be around people that inspire us for the great. And, you know, Michelle and I believe that God speaks through our friendships. If they 
especially are holy and that person is connected to our Lord through the sacraments and they're really striving to grow in their faith like you. So they might encourage you to join a local ministry or they might encourage you to say, did you say your daily rosary today? I mean, those are kind of things that as a spiritual friend you can say. And if the answer is no, I was really busy with the kids or I was really busy with work, it's meant to inspire, not to create guilt and, you know, anxiety. But our friends are meant to help us be truly alive and realize that our hope is in Jesus Christ and that we are journeying together as friends to heaven. And the saints continue to say, and, you know, the thing that was our, maybe my favorite part about this book was realizing how many amazing saints had best friends that were there encouraging them to grow in their faith. And it gave me a new understanding of sainthood because a lot of times we hold up these saints as, you know, these, these icons or these people all alone, you know, making this amazing, you know, experience and setting up convents and, you know, change the world. But a lot of times they had a community of friendship that really fed them and helped them. So that was the reason why we chose friendships and saints that were friends. How would you uh, ask people or suggest people to pray for their spiritual friends, especially when they're going through a hard time or, you know, things are, are difficult and, 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 and times are tough. Absolutely. And as you mentioned in the book, we share about our friend Stacy, who had stage three brain cancer. So she, you know, you as a physician are, well, this is not a good prognosis. So 30 years old, she had two young children at the time, lived down in Atlanta, Georgia, and Emily and I are up in Columbus, Ohio. And we wanted to be able to do something for our friend and be there. But just with time and base and the distance between us, we couldn't be there physically. So what a friend of ours did is he made her bracelet. So we prayer bracelets as a reminder as every time we saw that prayer bracelet to pray for our friend and every time we bumped it up against its encounter it caught out of the corner of our eye we were reminded to say a prayer for our friend and it's important when we we tell our friends we're going to pray for them that we really do because right how many times do you say oh I'm so sorry to hear that right and I'm going to pray for you but by the two days later we've already forgotten so one thing Emily and I do we actually create our own prayer bracelets and sometimes we'll put letter charms on our bracelets so we remember the names of our friends. I also use a great app. It's called Echo Prayer Manager. And it's a free app. You can download it on your phone. And every time someone asks me to pray for them, I plug it in this app. So then when I'm at church and I have time, quiet time to pray, um, I'll pull out this list and pray for everyone by name. And I also use it to set automatic prayer reminders. So what's really neat about this is every day at noon, I get an automatic prayer reminder to pray for someone. It's just one name. So every day at noon, I'm reminded to pray for my friend Lisa with my prayer reminder today. And I know this was also a little prompting from the Holy Spirit because my friend Lisa is actually doing this huge pilgrimage where she's walking. It's called the Notre Dame Trail and walking for miles and miles and miles, praying on this journey. It's, it's a difficult um, experience, but a, a prayerful one. So I know this is another gift to be able to pray for her as she's going through this and these little reminders to pray for our friends. And one thing we also talk about in the book is praying with our friends. As Michelle mentioned, it's so important to pray for our friends, but it's also important to pray with our friends. And one thing we've learned about spiritual friendship is that that is how you deepen a friendship is allowing the Lord to come into that friendship through prayer. So one thing we recommend is that when a friend is talking about maybe their trials and their struggles, if it's in their personal life or their finances or their health, say to them, would you like me to pray for you? Which is a wonderful thing to say. Or may we pray together now, you know, and ask them 
if they want to pray, can I say a little prayer for you now? And when you pause in that very moment and bow your head and pray, you know, that friend knows that you care and maybe they might not be in the same place that you are spiritually, but it creates a door that the Lord can really work into her life and use you as possibly a way to bring the gospel in a brand new way into her life. So we really encourage people praying together. And that's why um, with the Friendship Project study guide that goes with our book, that's free in the back of the book, we always tell people to pray your prayer intentions together because you want to know what people are praying for. And, and that's really where my conversion took place was beginning to think about other people and their struggles and growing in gratitude and realizing that I'm an important person as I you know pray for the people in my life. Tell our readers about uh, the Friendship Project for those people who, who don't know about sure, it. Sure, um, the Friendship Project was really of our speak and public care over the last couple of years. So as I would go sharing about our first book, Divine Mercy for Mom, people's biggest comment, they always wanted to talk about our friendship. And so many people said to us, I wish I had a friend like that, or I don't have anybody I can share my faith with. And that really struck a chord with us because we want people, we know how important this friendship, our friendship is with each other, how it has helped us grow in our faith and our friendship with our other other friends in our lives have really been important in helping us grow in our faith. So that is why we started writing the Friendship Project. So this book covers, as we said, eight virtues. And we really talk about how you can grow personally in these virtues. And this is good, not just in your friendship, but any relationship you have to grow in these virtues because virtues help us to be holy and happy people if we live a life of virtue. And then we talk about some obstacles to these virtues. You know, what makes you not great, not grateful? What makes you not a prudent person? What are some things that block you from doing this? So we kind of cover some things to shed some light on what might be preventing you from growing in this virtue. Then we also talk about a personal friendship. Each story we talk about one of our friends that has exemplified this virtue in their life and how it's impacted us greatly in our life. By living this virtue, our friend has shown us how we too need to live out this virtue and how it's helped us grow in our Catholic faith. And then as Emily mentioned, we talk about friendships of these saints. So these are holy men and women who lived on earth. And we know a lot about, you know, there's lots of different saints. And a lot of times we look at them as a solitary individual and what they've done and their personal accomplishments. But really what we see in these saints is many of them had friends who also became canonized saints when they died too. So they had these saints. And we like to say that saints beget other saints. So one person living a holy life is helping others to live a holy life. So we can join in and join forces with these other people and that will help us grow in great holiness. So as we mentioned, our book is, you know, not just a book. We have a group study at the back. So you can do this with your small group. So get together. You only have to read one little chapter each week. And then you can watch this little video and then answer some questions together, pray together. And these have really been a great way to develop friendship. And Michelle and I were very blessed. We gathered with over 30 women in the before the book was released and we went through the study as if we were participating in it you know just like any other group of women and what we found was one of the fruits of the friendship was a deepening of our love for Jesus Christ and the development of friendship so it really is designed to help women encounter spiritual friendship and and giving people ideas on how to deepen and develop friendship and not feel bad about the friends maybe you've had in the past or 
you know, if you've never had um, Christian friends, but really be inspired to want to cultivate these types of friendships. So, um, and finally, you know, the saints have all, some of the saints have shared on spiritual friendship. Um, as Michelle mentioned earlier, St. Francis de Sales has written some beautiful things on, you know, on spiritual friendship. And, you know, St. Augustine said, in this world, two things are essential, life and friendship. Both should be highly prized and we must not undervalue them. So, you know, even a famous saint like St. Augustine was speaking about the importance of friendship. And essentially, too, you know, a final thing I want to say is that our foreword's written by Father Larry Richards, a wonderful preacher here in the United States. And, you know, he really challenges us in the beginning of the book to make sure that our that we're cultivating a friendship with Jesus Christ because he wants to be our friend first. And when we are friends with Jesus, he's the one that will open so many wonderful doors and give us so many blessings. And, and give us the confidence to live our Catholic faith no matter where we are in this world. Can I tell people where they can find your book? Yes, our book is available on Amazon.com or also at Ave Maria Press. And the great thing about ordering through Ave Maria Press is if you'd like to do a group order, they're offering a very special discount for books orders of 10 or more they're offering 40 percent off and if you order before the book's release september 22nd mm-hmm. it is free shipping but mm-hmm. after that you still can get the 40 percent off so it's a great deal if you want to do this as a group because then the cost is it's very very inexpensive but it also will be in barnes and noble bookstores and uh, your any local catholic bookstore and we also if you reach out to us at the friendship project book.com that's where you'll access the video series that will go with each chapter. And we have a lot of really neat resources. We, Michelle and I have been working hard at putting together, you know, invitations so you can invite your friends, recipes that might make for, you know, great food as you gather together, you know, lots of um, practical handouts. And really, you know, what we're most excited about is there's a um, right on the website will be a way to print off a free journal. So all the questions and everything will be there. So, you know, with technology, that piece of it, you know, you can just print it right off and it would be there for anyone, no matter, you know, where they are located. Tell us also about your social media link. Yeah, so at the Friendship Project book is our where we're found on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Mercy for Moms, based out of our first book. Um, mm-hmm. But if you go to our website, either um, the Friendship Project book Dot com. We have links to all our social media there and join our mailing list. So then you can get all the updates on our um, anything going on with us, any new things. And feel free to reach out to us on Facebook. We just say we're just two regular women and we're happy to connect with our readers and happy to talk to you. So send us a message. We're happy to discuss things. And if you've got questions about starting a group or anything, we're here to help. We'd love to meet new people. We've met so many amazing people like you, Pamela, over the past two years working in ministry and praise God for all the gifts, all the wonderful working in ministry in today's world. Well, thank you for, for taking the time and your busy schedules to, to come on this podcast. Well, thank you for taking the initiative and having this beautiful podcast and for calling us from 12 hours away. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you could tweet me at Pamela Q. Phones. I'm also on Facebook at Pamela Q. Fernandez. So see you next time. Until then, God bless and take care.